Hallelujah. Give this choir a God bless you. They took us in today. Thank you. Who's ready for a breakthrough? Come on, who's ready? Who serves the God of a breakthrough today? Listen, I, I'm so glad to be preaching. I stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to get in this together. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. Uh, the Lord has been dealing with me while I'm gone, while I've been gone, about this fact and reality that He's not through with you. Mm. Me either, but tell your neighbor, say, He's not through with you. You're not sentenced just to stay where you are. I believe that it's time to climb higher. Make a little noise if you're ready to climb higher. And uh, first service was absolutely phenomenal. But I want you to understand something. This service is about to go nuclear. I can feel it. This is God's plan for you. He always intends for you to continue to rise. Don't get comfortable. God's will is for you to rise. And maybe you've been feeling like you've been trapped in a season, but just remember, seasons come and go. God stays the same. He's calling you to the next level. I believe there are some things, can I say it, that are gonna fall this fall in your life. You're gonna see some breakthroughs. We're taking our point passage from Genesis 1. You can follow along on the screen. Uh, you can also find it on your app, and, and, and you can join with me in Joshua 6.20. But the Bible says here, you by live stream, I'm so glad you're here. Let's look together. It says in verse 6 of Genesis 1, then God said, let, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Somebody say firmament. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Watch this now, four words, and it was so. Time and again in Genesis 1, God said, it is good or it was very good. But here we see the words, it was so. And the Bible said, and God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. Now Joshua 6:20. The Bible said, so the people shouted. Are there any shouters in the house? I thought maybe there was. They shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and when it happened, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat. Mm. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. I want to talk to you a few minutes along these lines. My shout makes me dangerous. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm convinced about me. My shout makes me dangerous. 
lift up your hands. Father, release revelation and anointing in this house. Thank you for people who love to praise you. Thank you that we are climbing higher in this next, climbing higher, in climbing higher, climbing higher in this next season. We give you praise. Somebody give the Lord a clap. Come on, let's thank you. All right, you can be seated. Uh, I was so blessed watching you while I was gone. I missed you so much. But bear in mind, I kept my eye on you. Come on. I watched you. I was in Mexico. I was on the West Coast in meetings in California. I just got back from Houston. But I've kept my eye on you. Come on. And I noticed you did a lot of shouting while I was gone. Pastor Josh would get up here and shout, and he even put you on the clock. He was counting it down 30, 29, 28, 10, 9. And you people were blessing me so much. But, you know, I've come to a place in my life where I don't want to just do something. I want to know why I'm doing it. And I think sometimes, sometimes we come to church and we fall into the trap where we do things out of habit, things that we have learned to do. But in the end, we don't really have a revelation or an understanding of why we do it. Now, now many of us know church. We, we know church. We've come to church so long, we know church. We know when to stand up and we know when to sit down. Come on. We know when to clap and we know when to say amen. Amen? Yeah. Told you. But I'm in a place in my life where I don't want to just do what I do because I've learned to do it. I, want to, I don't want to do something just because it's a religious thing to do, and it may charge the atmosphere. But, but see, we got to do more nowadays especially than come to church and charge the atmosphere. Because understand something, a shout can charge the atmosphere. You, you go to a football game and they shout, it charges the atmosphere. You, you go to a concert, people are shouting, it charges the atmosphere. And this can happen at a ball game, this can happen at a concert. But there's something different than just a shout and a shout of praise. Because real praise will do a lot more than charge the atmosphere. Real praise will change the atmosphere. And one of the things you've got to understand is that this church is a church where we lift up high praise to God. We're a church that wants to praise the Lord. This is a house of fire. And when we shout to the Lord, we shout purposefully. And I want us to understand why we are shouting. Why do we shout? Why do we lift up high praises to God? Because hear me, there's no reason to do it just to do it. I've heard a lot of shouting in the body of Christ, and I, for one, am bone tired of seeing people shout and do without. Preach Pastor Rayleigh. And I think the problem is that many leaders are telling their people to shout over things. We are shouting over something we want to acquire. We, we shout and clap over the blessing. But God spoke to me and he said, make sure you tell the people not to be more in love with the blessing than they are the blesser. Mm. The problem is people have forgotten that you shout 
unto God, not just because of what he does, you do it because of who he is. And when you learn to praise God, you will learn that your praise is directed toward God all the time at any time. That means when you got it and when you don't have it, when you got money and when you don't have money, when things are high, when things are low, when things are strong, when things are weak, when you're sick or when you're well, you understand, God, I don't praise you because of my condition. I praise you because of who you are. And when I praise you because of who you are, it attracts you into my present condition. And my condition is transformed in because I praise the God that could do it. And when I praised him, he showed up and did it. Now, now, we need to shout over God's power and presence and who he is, not just his provision. Now, now some of you are wondering, what in the world does that have to do with Genesis 1? Well, I'm glad you asked. In Genesis 1, we see God, Elohim, actively creating the heavens and the earth, and man and all that is in the earth. And again and again, he described his work as good. He would do something and say, that's good, that's good. He would do something else, he'd say, that's good. And then he'd really feel, he'd really feel great about himself and he'd do something, he'd say, that's very good, come on. And he was, he was giving his own self accolades and praise, man, this is good, this is very good, until he comes to the firmament. The Bible said in Genesis 1, 6, let there be a firmament, God said, in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, somebody say firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and watch this, he didn't say it was good, he said, and it was so. Mm, 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 mm. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening of the morning were the second day. Hear what the Bible says. God said it was so. Now, what about the firmament? What exactly is that? Well, let me explain it like this. The Bible talks about three heavens, and I believe that the three heavens are the earth, the sky, the firmament, the atmosphere, and then the heaven is where God exists. It's where the throne of God is. It, it's, it's, where, it's where the angels are. So the first heaven is the earth, the second heaven is the firmament or the atmosphere, and the third heaven, of course, is the place where God abides. Now, now I want you to get this in your spirit. I believe the firmament is where Satan abides. God is at the top, he's in heaven. But Satan is in the firmament, and then, then we are here on earth. Now listen very closely. I'm trying to teach you something. I need you to listen. I want you to get this. Now understand this. Here we are on earth. Satan is in the firmament, and God is in heaven. I know that goes against your theology, because some of y'all say, man, I, I've not heard that. I've heard that the devil is in hell. And, it, and it's good preaching, but bad theology. See, see, you need to get under good theology. You need to get under theology that's anointed because anointed theology is preaching on fire. Can I get a witness in the house? But the problem is, the issue is that you've got to understand that Satan is not in hell. He will be put in hell. 
He's going to be put in hell after the great tribulation. Jesus isn't going to put him there. The Holy Spirit is not going to put him there. The Father is not going to put him there. A host of angels is not even going to put him there. One of the archangels, Michael or Gabriel, is not even going to put him there. One little itty-bitty, teeny-weeny devil is all that it's going to take to bind the devil up and throw him into hell for a thousand years. You're so worried about the devil when one little angel can handle him. Can I get a witness in the house? At this very moment, the devil is not in hell. I know it makes good preaching. We send every devil back to hell. We bind every devil in hell right now. The devil is not in hell. He's in the firmament. Well, how did he get there? Watch this. When he rebelled against God, he rebelled against God and took one-third of the angels with him. He was put in the firmament. He was placed in the firmament. Hear me in this room. And this firmament or the atmosphere this second heaven is a place of warfare. Satan is in the air. Come on now. He's, he's in the firmament. He's over. He, he's in the second heaven. That's where his kingdom is headquarters. How can it be headquarters there? It's headquarters there because he's a spirit. Mm. And spiritual warfare exists in the firmament. Now, check this out. That's why he's called in Ephesians, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air, <laughs> the prince of the power of the atmosphere or the air, and this is where Satan was placed when he was cast out of heaven. I know I'm going deep, but if you'll hang with me, we're going to get something strong today. I believe that Satan and his demons actually create warfare in the firmament. That's where, where spiritual warfare truly takes place. Most of Satan's kingdom activity takes place in spiritual warfare in the firmament. Now, I know there are demonic strongholds on earth and demon, demonic activity on earth, but make no mistake about it, the place of spiritual warfare is in the firmament. And I cite Daniel 10, 13 to prove this fact. It said, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, Daniel had prayed. He had prayed for a breakthrough, but there was resistance between heaven and earth. There was resistance in the firmament. He said, I was released to bring you the breakthrough and the answer, but, Dan, but the angel told Daniel, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now check this out. The prince of Persia, the prince of Persia represents a territorial demon. Mm -hmm. I know this is deep water. Get my book, Hell Spells, and you can find out more about it. But it's demonic activity. It's demonic resistance that takes place. It's proven here that the answer was released 21 days earlier, but the answer was held up in the firmament. It's because satanic activity was taking place in the firmament, not in hell. Hell is hell, but in the firmament is where satanic activity and warfare take place. But I believe that there are two things that penetrate the firmament. Bear in mind, I believe that the reason God didn't say that the firmament was good or very good because he knew who was there. <laughs> he knew what was going on there. Help me, Holy Ghost. 
but there are two things that penetrate the firmament. Number one, prayer, and number two, listen closely, praise. These weapons are mighty as it relates to confounding the enemy's resistance because, listen, don't underestimate the power of the right sound. There is something about your sound that penetrates the firmament. Mm. There is something about your praise that penetrates the firmament. There is something about your praise that makes you dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. That's why the enemy works so hard to keep you from praising God. That's why the enemy keeps you so worried and jacked up. He doesn't want you to praise God because he knows the moment that you open your mouth, you have the ability to be able to penetrate his kingdom. Mm, come on, give God praise if you're tracking with me. Give God praise. I said give God praise if you're tracking with me. Now, write this down. Write this down. I got to have you pay attention today. Watch. Sound creates atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Right sound, wrong sound. It creates atmosphere. And understand me. It's that way not only in the spiritual sense, it's even that way in the natural sense. You can watch a movie and understand what's going on in the movie by the sound that you're hearing on the track. Now, now watch this. If, if it's good, play, play me some good music. And you're watching that movie and you said, man, something good is about to happen. I'm enjoying this movie. And then, because sound, come on, creates the atmosphere. But then same guy, same scene, hit me some music. Some of y'all are watching the same, I just did the same thing. But what are you thinking? That guy's smiling, but he don't know what's about to come. Because sound creates the atmosphere. And I wanna tell you something, hear me in this room. Often, God works it this way. Often in life, you hear a thing before you see a thing. You hear a train before you see a train. Where are y'all at? You'll hear, an air, you'll hear an airplane before you see the plane. And God designed it where he said, I want to hear something before you see something. Ugh. God said there are times in your life when it is critical that before you see your breakthrough, I need to hear your praise. See, anybody can praise when they've already broken through. But when you're praising in advance or what hasn't even come yet, that's when you position yourself to see what you are praising over. 
The sound of high praise will set the atmosphere for your life. That's why the Bible says praise him with the sound. Somebody say sound. See, God declares if you're going to praise me, you better get ready to release a sound. He said, if you're gonna magnify me, you gotta do it with a sound because the atmosphere shifts when you receive, when you release the right sound. You say, well, pastor, I'm not emotional. Well, you don't have any trouble getting angry. Where y'all at? I'm not emotional. You didn't have any trouble being upset when that lady jacked up your weave. Can I get a witness in the house? I wish I could talk to real people. You don't have any trouble being emotional over a football game. You don't have any trouble being emotional about when somebody does you wrong. But I, I submit to you that we are emotional. We are just not emotional always about the right things. But when I think about the goodness of Jesus and everything he's done for me, excuse me if I get emotional about who God is, what he's done and what he can do. I've heard people say I'm not emotional, but pastor, understand I'm praising God in my heart. Ah, wrong answer, by vow. You say, pastor, I'm praising God in my heart, and that sounds good and almost spiritual. But I want you to get this in your, in your mind and in your spirit. You don't praise God in your heart. You praise God from your heart. I said, you don't praise God in your heart. You praise God from your heart. God said, if you want me to show up in it, you better put some sound on it. He said, if you want, if you want me to show up in it, he said, I better hear the high praises of the people of God. Mm. If you want to shift the atmosphere, not just of your church, but of your life, you need to learn to be a person of praise. Jesus promises, God promises that he shows up in praise. He inhabits praise. The atmosphere of praise brings God's presence. And in his presence, Psalm 1611 said, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When, when you praise God, God, the atmosphere changes. When you praise God, the atmosphere changes and your situations begin to change. When you praise God, your depression can turn to joy. Your bondage can turn to freedom. Your sickness to healing. Your doubt to faith. Your mourning to dancing. Your defeat to victory. Ah, you're no way to a way out of no way. Hallelujah. This is why the enemy wars against your praise. This is why the enemy does not want you to praise God because he knows the moment you learn to release praise, you can shift the atmosphere wherever you are. Sound creates atmosphere. But watch this, watch this. Here's what I was studying and I found this out. Sound can move things. Mm. I've been at places before and I literally felt the sound. Who's ever felt the sound? I could feel, I've, I've been preaching events and they'd put me in front of the speaker and I could literally he, feel the, that, that I could feel the sound. Come on, the sound of great music, I could feel it. And you can feel the right sound. The sound of great mo music moves you. It makes you weep. How many of you glad we got some of the best music right here at Calvary? Come on, didn't they tear it up? 
The sound of great music moves you, it makes you weep, it makes you smile, and it even makes you dance. But there are other sounds that move you. The sound of a baby's cry, come on mother, it'll get you moving. The sound of a nagging wife. Now, how many of y'all know there's some nagging husbands too? Can I get a witness? The, 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 the sound of a car backfiring. I was overseas one time and a car backfired and I thought it was a shotgun. Man, I hit the deck. I'm laying there on the floor because I thought I was about to get shot. Now, listen, sound waves in all actuality can be so strong that the sound waves literally move physical objects. And I, I'm telling you, the enemy is terrified of you discovering that the sound of your praise can move things in your life. The right sound of praise can move issues, move problems, move people. Your praise attracts God's presence. And when you move with the sound of praise, God moves with the work of power. When you move with the sound of praise, people move, hallelujah. Problems move, issues move, mountains move, husbands move, wives move, finances move, obstacles move, ah, Jesus. You climb out of the doldrums, you move, hallelujah. You climb higher when you learn to praise. You should praise God, you should shout, expecting to release a sound that will move God who can do anything at any time for anyone. Yeah. Let me ask you this, maybe, maybe, maybe there are some things in what is might be unmoved in your life because you have, you have some unreleased praise. What might not be moving in your life because you've been sitting on your praise? Oh, Jesus, what might not be shifting because you haven't praised him? What might not be changing? What might not be moving because you haven't brought him praise? Or you, maybe you've responded with the rest of the church, but you hadn't really said, God, I'm just going to praise you right now. I wonder how you would praise him if you knew that your praise was going to be the catalyst that he used to move some things in your life in the next season. Oh, my, 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 my. If you knew it would move that job, it would move that child, it would move that son, it would move that daughter, what would your praise look like on Sunday morning if you knew your praise could move it? Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I must hold nothing back. I must hold nothing back. Come on, tell your neighbor, I must hold nothing back. If you're gonna hold nothing back in this next season and see God move, give him a little praise right now. Ah, oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Sound then released the right way is dangerous. The right frequency of sound, I've seen it. It can break a glass. And as I was studying about sound waves, there are certain sound waves that become more than a sound wave. They become pressure waves. And at the right frequency, the sound wave can literally cause walls to fall. 
I found science for what happened in Jericho. Come on. At the right frequency, I wish I could. At the right frequency, walls can fall. I, I read that things disintegrate. At the right sound, it will literally disintegrate. One moment it's there, the next moment it's gone. The one moment it's there, the next moment it disappears. There's a sound, there's a, there's a certain frequency of sound that could turn your body and mind into jello. In a moment, we would just be just completely gone because of the sound. There are sounds that can be released that would cause this building to disintegrate at the proper frequency, at the right frequency. My, my, my. Now let me tell you something today. Heaven has a frequency and earth has a frequency. Earth's frequency is the flesh, it's the natural, it's what we see, it's what we feel, it's our five senses. We gotta hear it, see it, taste it, feel it, or touch it, or we don't experience it. It's the, it's the, it's the frequency of fear, it's the frequency of doubt. Heaven, the earth has a frequency, but heaven also has a frequency. The frequency of heaven is praise. When you get on heaven's frequency, if you wanna connect with heaven's frequency and disconnect with earth's frequency, you got to learn to give God praise. You got to say, God, take me out of what I see. Take me out of my limitations. Take me out of what my circumstances are saying to me and let me rise up to give you praise even beyond what I see. So you, you need to praise him till problems disappear. You need to praise him until children move. You need to praise him until seasons shift. You need to praise him until circumstances change. That's why the enemy wrestles against your praise. And make no mistake about it, Calvary is a house of high praise. We are a house of worship and we will always be, but don't get it bent. We are not some cute little religious gathering where people walk in the same way and leave the same way, but this is a house of radical pursuit. This is a house where we get after the things of God. This is a house of praise. Glory! So I want you to understand why we shout when we shout. Why are we noisy? Mm. Some people say, I would go to Calvary, but it's just too noisy. Or where y'all at? I would go to Calvary, but it's just, they, they make too much noise. They make too much noise. They, they, they make too much noise. They make too much noise. They release too much sound, but it is my sound that makes me dangerous. They, 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 mm. I know churches all over the world, they met and they're full of people, but they're not full of power because they're not releasing a sound. They're singing a song, but they're not releasing a sound. Yeah, I'm at a point now, don't just sing me a song, baby. Release a sound in the house that can bring the glory of God. Yeah. God never said I show up in a song. God said I show up in a sound. I show up in a sound. I show up in a sound. Mm. 
Heaven's frequency is praise. That's the only thing God inhabits. Now remember our text in Joshua 6.20. The people shouted and what happened? The walls fell down flat and they took the city. Pastor Troy sent me a thing Friday and, and, and it was talking about the 50 or so cities that have lost a lot of traction with people who love and trust God. And right up there in the top 25 or so was Orlando Daytona Beach. And I sent a note back to Troy and I said, that ain't gonna work for me. That ain't all right with me. So I'm gonna tell you in advance, if you wanna go to a church where we just gather and go through the rudimentary rituals of religious activity, where nobody's healed, free, delivered, where no lives are turned around, where crack addicts don't get set free, where broken people don't get back, put back together, you're in the wrong house on the wrong Sunday. Because we are living in a time when the world has got to see the demonstration of God's power in the house of the Lord or we'll lose them. So the people shouted, Joshua 6.20, and the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened. Tell your neighbor, it'll happen. Yeah, if you'll praise him, it'll happen. If you'll give him glory, it'll happen. If you'll learn to give him praise, even in the pit. Come on, Joseph. If you'll learn to praise him even when hell is breaking loose in your life. If you'll learn to praise him when the wall's still up. If you'll learn to praise him when the enemies are attacking, it will happen. Yeah. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet and they shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him. When the people shouted, not like shouted at a football game, not like shouted at a concert, but they shouted underneath the direction of the Lord. When they shouted at his, uh, when, he would, when, they, when he provoked them to shout. Mm. How many of you know sometimes God provokes you to praise? They connected that, that moment on heaven's frequency. They had been on earth's frequency. But the moment they lifted up a radical shout, they connected to heaven's frequency. And the walls fell down flat. And a pressure wave huh, was released from heaven. And all of a sudden, the walls were gone. Now, you may be wondering today, Pastor, what in the world does that have to do with the firmament? Well, I'm glad you asked that too. Because remember, according to Ephesians 3, Satan mm, is known as the prince of the power of the air. He ain't the king of nothing. Don't give that joker so much credit. And all he is is the prince of the air. Whoever got hurt by air? Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody in the house. He's the, the prince of the power of the air. Now, now, Satan is so whacked that he took Jesus to the top of a mountain and said, if you'll fall down and worship me, I'll give you all this. That joker actually thinks he's in charge of the earth. But my Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He couldn't give Jesus what he already had. 
Some of y'all been breaking your neck trying to become who you already are. You're a child of God. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. So Satan is the prince of the power of the air. The air is the atmosphere. The air is the firmament. He's the prince of the power of the firmament, of the air. Push your name and say the air. Now, last week, as I was preparing, I read these words. There is something about the sound of the human shout that shreds the air. Lord, why do you have me shout? There is something about the sound of the human shout that shreds the air. Pastor, why do we shout at Calvary? There is something. About the sounds. My God, I feel like preaching up in here, up in here, up in here. There is something about the sound of a human shout that shreds the air. And Satan is the prince of the power of the air. So when we shout at the right time, at the right frequency, we shred the enemy's kingdom. Oh, well, yet. I said, well, yet. When we shout at the right time, we shred the enemy's kingdom. We create havoc in the heavenlies. I said, we create havoc in the heavenlies. We create fear in the firmament. I said, when we shout at the right time, at the right frequency, we create havoc in the heavenlies and fear in the firmament. And we shred the devil's kingdom, Lord Jesus. And time and time again, I read in the Bible, when the people were of God were at the most unthinkable place, when they were outnumbered, when they were in the most impossible situations, that's when God said, shout. See, understand me, God often requires the highest praise at the lowest time. When you can't do it, when you can't fix it, when you can't change it, when you can't shift it, when you can't save it, when you can't heal it, when you can't pay it, when you can't move it, when you... When you can't turn it around, God said right there, right there, right there is when I want you on my frequency. Right there is when I want your shout. Right there is when I want you to praise me. Somebody's got a right here praise today. Somebody's got a right here shout today. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Let me hear you praise him. One, two, three, praise him. God requires the highest praise 
at the lowest times. Jesus, that's when you hear something going on in the mulberry tree. Read your Bible. That's when the walls fall. That's when the attacks of the enemies vaporize. That's when you climb higher. Tell your neighbor, climb higher. Churches have gathered this weekend around the world full of people but maybe not power but churches that know how to get on heaven's frequency churches that know how to bring God praise remember what the Bible said the whole of Israel shouted and I want to tell you if one the Bible said could put a thousand demons to flight and two could put ten thousand devils to flight we can devastate the kingdom of darkness if we learn to release heaven's sound on heaven's frequency. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, stand there if you want to, but my pastor has convinced me my shouts makes me dangerous. Oh. Somebody needs to shred the devil's kingdom. Somebody needs to shred the enemy right now. Somebody needs to get sick and tired of being sick and tired and saying, devil, you can't have my family. You can't have my children. You can't have my purpose. Shred the enemy's kingdom right now. Take it. The kingdom suffered violence and the violent take it by four. One, two, three, praise him. Bring me a chair. Yeah, Jesus. Now we're going to blow the trumpet. Now here's what happens. The Bible said with the shout of the people and with the sound of the trumpet that God arises. Tell your neighbor, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Oh, where y'all at? Where y'all at? You've been complaining or you're ready to praise. You've been weeping, are you ready to praise? You've been uptight and upset, are you ready to praise? We're going to blow this trumpet three times. Now, I ain't God, but I'm just going to do what I believe God does on the right frequency of praise. At the end of this third time, after he blows that trumpet, I want you to shout like you don't care who sees you shout. Are you ready? Come on, blow this trumpet. Shout right now! 
It's moving now. Things are shifting now. Come on, there is a, not just a sound wave, there is a pressure wave that is being released right now. Hallelujah, he's standing up. Glory to God, he's standing up right now. Your, your praise, your shout permeates the enemy's kingdom. So don't come to Calvary looking for us to get quieter. Don't, don't come expecting us to get cuter. Don't come expecting us to let cool swallow up our praise. When you come to this house, you're gonna be with people who will change the atmosphere because they get on heaven's frequency. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here and you say, I need Jesus, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not even saved. When you pray, pray for me. I'm not even saved. You've been talking about shouting, I'm not even saved. I don't even know Jesus in that way. I've backslidden, I've gone away from God. When you pray, preacher, pray for me. One, two, three, raise your hands if that's you. Just pray for me. I'm not, I'm not even saved today. I'm not even saved. Hold a hand up. Don't put it down. I'm not even saved. I know I'm not. I want everybody in the room to take your hand and put it on your heart right now. Pray this prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me for every sin. My heart is yours. I surrender to you. Cleanse me. Change me. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Come on, praise him. Come on, let me hear you shout. We, we don't have to stop shouting. So, all the dangerous people wave at me right now, all the dangerous people. Here's, here's the deal, Precious. Here's the deal. Listen, this is what I say unto you. You don't have to come to church and that be on the only place that you praise God. I want you to learn to fill your car with praise. Fill your house with praise. Okay? And I sense that we are stepping into a new season at Calvary. I prophesy to you. It was said three times this week, I heard it, that the latter house shall be greater than the former. I think we're getting ready to step into something at Calvary we have never stepped in. And, and, and the situation I'm seeing in America and even in the world is conducive for a church that operates in the right frequency. Can I get a witness? Come on up, Pastor Fred. Now, listen. Um, 
today I was very spiritual in what I delivered to you. You had to hear it with spirit ears because I'm calling you beyond seeing what you see in the natural. But Wednesday night, Pastor Troy, I'm going to be spiritual and practical. So I want to teach you how to climb higher. Who wants to climb higher? Who, who, who wants the ceilings broken over your life and shattered? Wave at me right now. I've lived enough life and been through enough. And I, and, I, and I believe I know enough Bible that if you'll come Wednesday night, I'll make a deposit in you, in you that will scare the enemy and unlock your next season. I can't make you come. I can only invite you to come. I want this to be our greatest Sunday ever, our greatest Wednesday ever, because we going, it's already been an awesome Sunday, hasn't it? All right, reach over and touch that neighbor's shoulder. Pastor Troy's gonna close us in prayer. I'm going directly to the back. Pastor Troy's gonna pray right now. I'm going directly to the back. If you're new, I wanna meet you. I wanna shake your hand. Pray, Pastor Troy. All right, as Pastor just explained to you, if you are a guest today, just, we just ask you to just take a couple minutes, go back to our left, there's a guest information area. Just stop by a minute and meet Pastor